Welcome to the Prodigal and the Priest podcast, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. Here are your hosts, Joey Scansella and Father Paul Bechter. Father Paul, what's up? How much, man? How you doing? Welcome back. Doing great. Yeah, doing great. Came in, uh, I'm still technically on paternity leave. We get like 10 days through the Diocese of Dallas. but Yeah, we can know, tell because of the way you're dressed. That's right. Oh, wait, you always dress like this. <laughs> that's actually a fallacy, all right? <laughs> my, my wife will tell you when I became a director, I make it uh, an effort to actually wear a collared shirt and uh, pants <laughs> to work. So um, this is, though, most of the time when I'm recording, I'm coming in in addition to my regular job, just not fitting it into my regular schedule. Huh. Okay. 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 So. I'll think about that. I'll, I'll pray I'll about ponder it. ponder that one for a little bit. Well, congratulations on Thank baby you. Sophia. Baby Sophia. So Sophia Rose Scansella. We kept the same last name. We decided not to change it on the birth certificate or (laughs) anything like that. Um, Yeah, it was great. It was, my head's still a little foggy because, well, I don't sleep much after a newborn. Because you have a newborn. I know. Yeah. I know all about it. It's like when you move into a new rectory and like the other priest maybe has like weird tendencies or snores or different things and maybe an adjustment period. I've got it. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. I can empathize totally. There you go. Totally the same (laughs) every two, three hours in the middle of the night where they need to eat and all of that. So, but yeah, my reflection on life is that, um, one, women are amazing. I mean, this is Nikki's fourth birth and just champ. Mm-hmm. Two, God chose the correct sex to deliver children mm-hmm. because as men, I don't think we could handle it. Well, I know we cannot handle it. Don't want any part of that. <laughs> don't want any part. Nope. They were doing like the epidural. You know what an epidural mm. is? It's a big needle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, and it goes in the back to to numb and different things like that. And so, in the past, pre-COVID pregnancies, they make you step out of the hospital room mm-hmm. because they say, "Well, there's been some legal things, and for infection reasons, you know, they don't want the more people in the room, sure, the more susceptible you are to infection." Now, COVID can't really linger in the hallway so they're they they want you sitting right there like next to your wife where you can't see the needle though so i don't pass out right (laughs) even though the needle's not going into me they don't want me to see it oh man and so i'm we we have the the wild card series playoffs on yeah and so i can see the tv right there (laughs) but all i see right to the left of me my wife her leg just like Left leg, like, boom. Right leg, boom. Because they're trying to get it perfectly, (laughs) like, like straight in center. Straight out. Yeah, like, she's like, yep, left, left, left. (laughs) Or, like, right, right, right. Uh. And and the doctor's like, hmm, that's interesting. And I'm just, I'm like. Huh, never seen that before. (laughs) And 
it it seems like this is a terrible analogy, but I'm going to go there. You know, when you've gone to Sonic, yes, you've gotten a drink, yes, and you love that drink. Like, what's your go-to drink at Sonic? Cherry limeade. Cherry limeade. Hundred percent. There you go. I love cherry limeades. And you want that little bit of cherry limeade that's been on the bottom, you know, with like that syrup and that. Yeah. And what do you do? You take the straw. And try and, and get through all the sonic ice. Yes. And yeah. you try to find that area like left, right, middle, center. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's such a terrible image for a but, huge needle going into your back. Similar. Yeah. <laughs> so women are amazing. Men couldn't handle it. Nikki's a champ. Nikki's a champ. The crazy thing was the game was like tied... And so the Astros ended up scoring and winning the game and all this. And she's just looking down. And I'm trying not to tell her because she's a diehard Astros fan. Because I don't want her to move and become uh, paralyzed. paralyzed. So as soon as it's done, I was like, hey, good job. Astros won. (laughs) So I like to toss around jokes, different things about that around pregnancy. Like yeah. they're always asking the woman how they're doing, not the man, but it, in all that joking, it is because I'm so amazingly impressed by like yeah. how God created women sure. to like do that mm-hmm. and just how amazing it is. So, yeah. So baby Sophia, thank you. Thank you. Now the, now the hard part starts. Mm-hmm. And she was nine pounds, six ounces. That's a big, that's big, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. (laughs) I mean, all our kids were a little big, like in the eight pound range. Mm -hmm. I think I was in the eight. I don't know. Yeah. We should fact check all that with our, with our moms. I'm sure. Yeah. Every mom like knows they're like, oh yeah, this one, eight, three, this one, eight, 11. You know, it's like another analogy, food. It's like when you're watching them put the deli meat on, you know, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, how close oh, yeah, are yeah. they going to get on the scale? And they're and really like, good at it. Yeah. And it was like, man, they picked up Sophia. They put her down. And the nurse said as she's putting her down, she's like, this is a big baby. And I was like, sure. I don't know. How do you? Yeah. I mean, one pound is that I can understand long. She wasn't mm-hmm. that long. But when you see a baby, the nurses, I guess they're just so used to it that they're like seven pound to nine. I'm like two pounds. What? Is, I mean. Yeah. Like I have no idea how much this weighs. Exactly. <laughs> not, not a clue. <laughs> Probably two pounds. Less no than idea. 10 pounds. And so she's like, oh, there's a big baby, like a nine pounder. I was like, okay, whatever. And drops her down and didn't really drop her down, placed her gently. Yeah. It was nine, six. And I'm like, that's a big baby. They say it is, but I guess. I'm like, oh, great, awesome. <laughs> what does so, that mean? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm just like shaking my head and like, yeah, mm. supportive dad, awesome. Meanwhile, like I look over and they're like doing stitches and I just see blood and all this and I'm like, ah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> women were made for this, not men, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not men ever. So anyway, and yeah. then in my spare time, I also made this drop. Man, I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> The father Paul, man, I don't know. Man, I don't know. <laughs> I went back. I, I was it. like, Nikki, what episode was that on? Did she? I was like, I think it was this episode. And I was like, great. <laughs> so I found it back. Oh, dropped. that makes me so happy. Yeah. So that's that's what I've been up to, you know. Yeah. So. I haven't done anything. 
mm-hmm. sitting around. I listened to both Marcy and yours, uh, yeah. which was awesome. You guys did amazing. Uh, I kind of laughed on the little things like the outro music running out or forgetting <laughs> what are you watching, thinking, reading, or oh, like, when you're like, you know, our website. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, I had I had like a good outline in my head. Didn't always know how to fill out the bullet points mm. um, yeah. under under each item. But yeah. Yeah, I think I you did well. well. Think you did well. So I got a topic for us today based on a little bit of what we've been doing at our parish. Mm. Uh, uh, Our most recent homily series is on community. Community. Uh, We've encouraged people to be part of groups. This is something that has been very near and dear to my heart throughout my life. Um, When I did a year of missionary work, I feel like that was the first time outside my family I experienced true authentic Christian community Mm. with brothers and sisters in Christ who could hold each other accountable, Mm -hmm. who could pray together, just, you know, be united in Christ. After that, went to Franciscan. At Franciscan, they have, lack of better terms, fraternities, sororities that are Catholic. So take out the drinking, (laughs) the senseless (laughs) drinking and add in Instead, they'll join together and pray a rosary, you know, mm-hmm. or do something called the Lord's Day, where they'll reflect on the readings and on on Saturday and uh, mm-hmm. um, things like that. It was instrumental in making me the person I am today, informing me, and even today, I'm in a married community group, so other people in the same state of life that mm-hmm. have children, um, same kind of similar ages, and are married just being able to journey together, to live mm. life in that way. And I think community <clears throat> is such an important topic. I think about it right now, even as we have our, you know, fourth pregnancy and birth, we wouldn't have been able to get through the things we've gone through in our life or be supported the way we are, or even things like meal calendars or things like that that people set up without the community around us. Mm-hmm. And I think St. Anne's, which I know we have listeners from all over, but let me just, you know. Worldwide. Yeah, worldwide. Let me do on St. Anne's for a second and say, the only reason I can live in Texas and uh, be away from my family who's all in the Northeast is because of the community that St. Anne's has. Mm. I truly believe it is one of the most special communities in the sense that it really reminds a lot of people of a feel that Protestant churches do community so well. Mm-hmm. They engage families. They engage um, young, single, married, w- whatever stage of life, and they get them connected to a community. Mm-hmm. I feel the Catholic Church overall mm-hmm. has done a very poor job of that over the years, where it's more of come on Sunday, you know, it's just come on Sunday, come on, come all, and then everything's closed down. Come on, come all. You know, or maybe we have a group over here, a group over here. Yeah. But as far as parish life goes, that's that's most people's experience is like, yeah, yeah, I come on Sunday and I don't know, maybe there's something else that I do or would like to do if I wasn't working or something like that. Exactly. Kids go to religious ed. Right. That's pretty much it. I pretty think, much for it. Most people. That, that was for me growing up. 
uh, for sure. Like I didn't have any sort of experience of the community that you're talking about. I think until I went to University of Dallas, mm. um, and we didn't have the same sort of like Catholic fraternity, intentional yep. community groups, but just uh, especially after I had my conversion there. Um, or reversion back to the faith, started taking it seriously, mm-hmm. it sort of naturally formed right. um, some community and even with the teachers. and and uh, But then, honestly, outside of that, it really wasn't until I entered seminary that I had an experience of like people holding each other accountable. And, yeah. and I know that there were a lot of young people as I went through seminary that I would meet at parishes while doing parish work or something like that um, or just would be talking to and would say, I don't really want to become a priest, but I want to enter seminary just for the sake of the community because I don't have anything like that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And so we've experienced the same thing in our young married community group. And I know a lot of people sit back and say, but really I have a daily prayer life. I am good with God. I don't really need a community group, but I would say to them, we were created for community and to live into community and that I believe our true growth can come out of community if we're doing yeah. it correctly. Now, if you're in a stagnant community or a community that's pulling you down or not elevating you in holiness, yeah, leave, get out. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a group that is devoted to the Lord and is able to fix its eyes on Jesus Christ, there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. And it's and in, in both good and bad, mm-hmm. because there's been times where you start straying down a path and that accountability you talked about, nobody likes to be told mm-hmm. you're not really doing this the best. Yeah. But that's part of community life, right? It is. That's, that's maybe the most important part. Right. Or one of them anyway. And you don't even have to necessarily like everyone in your community group. Yes. Right. right. It definitely wasn't like that in seminary. Mm-hmm. Um, people get on your nerves. Wait, like you d- who, who, who didn't you like? <laughs> You're like Wait. Greg out there, our seminarian. Yeah, no, I'm right. just kidding. Greg's yeah. our, uh, we didn't cross over. Yeah. <laughs> Greg's um, our pastoral year seminarian. Seminary He's here. awesome. Yeah. He is. Shout out Greg. Um, no, but like, when I was at the the North American College, there were 250 seminarians there at the same time. Like, you're not going to get along with everybody. Yeah. Just personality-wise. Um, we played a lot of sports and get competitive in sports and then develop, like, rivalries and stuff. But I was like, going to say, did you have a rivalry? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. With, like, but, a certain diocese or person or uh, what? For different things. Sometimes it was dioceses. So, like... So like Texas, right? We had a, we had like fourteen seminarians there from Texas, from the different dioceses in Texas. While I was there, which aren't there thirteen dioceses uh, in Texas? Forget. It's something something it's like something that. Something like that. I always forget. But, um, but we had a lot, of, a lot more seminarians than historically Texas has sent, um, at the same time, and uh, we had a really good community thing going. We had Texas night every week where we get together and pray a night prayer together hmm. and then just hang out and talk and and we kept that going throughout no matter who was there and you know it's not always like the people you would choose necessarily to hang out with but um 
but like just having that in common and trying to do this intentional Christian community thing, small group within the seminary. Um, it was a really great thing. Um, our rivalries were tended to be with dices in the Northeast. Um, those people are jerks. sometimes with, uh, so like not what, other ones from Texas. It not, wasn't like really. Tyler pitted against Dallas. No, we tended to, to band together quite strongly uh, <laughs> nice. against the, the tyranny of the Northeast. You, you got to name it. What diocese? What, what was like your arch nemesis? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think because it, it depended when. So on Thanksgiving Day, we would uh, do a big thing because it's a North American college. Everybody's away, sometimes for the first time from family and friends for Thanksgiving. So they would go big and we would kind of each have our we would sit by state and we would decorate our area and just like go all out so there were so nice. many texas flags and everything and blue bonnets and stuff on our table and we would always try and get a wall so we just hang up as many texas flags behind us on the wall as we could <laughs> sounds and, like texans yeah and it drove new york our chess is in new york pretty insane <laughs> um and also like somehow one time uh the state of Wisconsin um, got a wall and okay. like they went over the top with Packers stuff. Packers, yeah. Um, cheese heads and all yeah, that. Yeah, cheese heads, Packers. So it was a little obnoxious, but but yeah, it was New York tended to be the rival. But the funny thing was there were a few guys from New York that I kind of was very close friends and we forged this unlikely alliance between New York and Texas. Really? Yeah, and... The, the more we got to know one another, the more it was like, we have a lot in common that we never expected. Mm. So I don't know. Um, That's why our friendship works. Yeah. We have a lot Maybe. More You're wearing common. a Yankees hat. Congrats to the Yankees on ALDS uh, game one. Game one. Many more games. Classic. I, I saw the Grand Slam. Yeah. Um, yeah. You texted me. You were like, Grand Slam. I didn't text you back because I was holding a sleeping baby and didn't have my phone. But I figured you were asleep already and weren't even watching the game. So Yeah, that's what I you just, assumed. <laughs> yeah. So I just leave that. There you go. Um, I, yeah. What I want to really tap into for the last few minutes here today is when you think of community, and in establishing a community. What are the staples that are needed? So when somebody is sitting out there and saying, why really should I join a community group? Mm -hmm. You know, whether that's at St. Anne's, at your parish, wherever. Yeah. Banding a group of friends together to say, like, I want to do community. And instead of just us being like, hey, let's just shoot the breeze. Mm -hmm. Saturday, watch the game, have dinner. Be intentional. Yeah. So what, I have a few, but what are your... Yeah. What are your non-negotiables in community life? Um, first of all is time. Time spent together. Like it's just not going to be fruitful in the way that we're talking about if you don't commit enough time to it. Right. That's how friendships develop. That's how community actually works. That's how it has this effect of like kind of the rock tumbler effect of smoothing out the rough spots and in all the members of the community by clashing into one another. Yeah. You don't get to that stage unless you spend enough time with one another. Otherwise it's too easy to overlook one another's faults because you don't know each other well enough. So time is super important. I think eating together is extremely important as well. Um, and I would say prayer and 
especially if it's men, maybe also for women, like a shared activity. I think as men, we need to be doing something together uh, to be able to bond. We're not as good at just like talking to one right. another. The real conversations come up when you're like building something together or, or playing a game like with a, a shared common, I don't know, it just seems seems how men work. Um, but honestly, like, I think I think a lot of those you can play around with, um, but the most important is time spent together. Right, and I think for <clears throat> me, those are similar. I think the time for me equates to accountability, like mm. we talked about earlier. Yeah. Because if I'm just in a group that is just going to agree with me, Right. No matter what, am I really like you talked about with the rocks, right? Yeah. You know? Um second is I think realizing that it's good to be connected with other families or other people. See, I'm trying to put it into words with the time, with the family, with all that, just that connectedness, right? Like that we were made to not be alone mm-hmm. from Genesis. We hear that. Yeah. And God created another human being that we're created to journey with people and that no matter how much that can be annoying in one moment and happy in another, another moment that we were made to be with other people. And so that connectedness is really important to me. I think the third is, though, the ability, I want to use the word challenging. It shouldn't just be, mm. okay. hey, we come together. Our community is Saturday watching the Notre Dame football game. Right. Good, but not what we're talking about. Not what we're talking about. Exactly. What is intentional about that time that is really challenging you to be a better person. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I know they're all kind of, mine are all kind of clumped together of accountability, challenging, connectedness, but I think it's this moment of living together, living, to, not saying they're actually living together, yeah. but being together that is challenging them to be better people, better mm-hmm. Christians, better Catholics better prayer lives, better families, families that are making their children saints, like, you know, leading one another to holiness. So those are kind of the things for me that are non-negotiables to say, if we're just doing this and I walk away thinking, yeah, it was great talking about sports, but Mm -hmm. that's where it ended. Is it really worth it? Right. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. One of the things <laughs> you're like, I'm rethinking our whole friendship. Yeah, it's in sports. <laughs> All right. I'll text you like, you know, something <laughs> different than congrats, Yankees. I thought that was a big sacrifice. For that me was a big that. sacrifice um, compared to I didn't text you when. When the Cowboys lost? No. Oh. Even bigger when you're. Uh, when your fantasy football team. Did not come through last night when everybody, including myself, was oh my like, gosh. oh, it's like a shoe-in. He's just got to catch his normal. an easy win. I was dependent on Edelman, and he had a terrible game and terrible caused game. his own team to lose uh, in part. But true community, um, I wanted to text you and say, hey. 
Good game, man. <laughs> really, is that what I do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, go back um, to uh, community, though. Yeah. Uh, oh, so one thing, I think an example uh, that sums up, at least from sort of my experience, like seminary environment, priest environment, and it does look different um, in some ways, in some of the details, right, than it would for, like, families. Um but one thing that we would do uh, is get together and chant uh, the divine office for long periods sometimes. We'd nice. get up early in the morning, sometimes like four or five in the morning, and chant for like an hour together. And not everybody was good at it. And some Waking up or chanting or both? Both. But especially <laughs> the chanting. Because like, uh, I mean, and this is... This is the beauty of like, of like monastic community as a paradigm for, for just Christian community in general. Because like I'm not a monk, we weren't monks, but we were doing a monkish thing, uh, getting up early to chant, and you see it like, like some of the people wanted to be involved in that, and would always sing flat, or would just not be able to carry the pitch at all. And if they were sitting right next to you, that could be very irritating for like an hour, right? And you're trying to just be like, oh, this beautiful chant, I'm just going to get like taken up into these rapturous heights of contemplation of God through the the beauty of this chant that we're all engaging in. And instead you're like, oh my gosh, just like take a water break or something, man. And And like that's where the rubber hits the road in terms of like community challenging you and helping each other to grow and we had a shared a shared objective in this it, it was the challenge of like we're making a sacrifice by waking up early because we don't have time to do this any other time during the day mm-hmm. and um and it was hard it wasn't an easy thing to do but we were doing it for the glory of god and so like yeah. so like it checks a lot of those boxes in my mind and it may sound like a small thing but i did it for enough years uh, with enough different groups of people that like that's really formed me um, in, in a lot of ways Uh, that community has has left an an imprint on me. So we want to encourage you if, if you have a group of people you're close with, sit down, be intentional, you know, like (laughs) make it a committed group that is meeting for, you know, try it out for a certain period of time. Chant for an hour every morning in Latin with like five of your best friends. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not being serious. Uh, so you're at the peroration right, here, trying uh, to like really, really stick the landing. And this is whether you're married, single, introverted, in introverted, extroverted. Everybody any of needs it. this. Everybody needs. It's not it. easy for everyone, but everybody needs this. And if you need a home doing that. St. Anne's does offer community groups. I know we also need more community group leaders and all of that. And so we yeah. want people to feel connected in our church and during Sundays, mm-hmm. but outside of Sundays, because we have one hour and then all those other hours outside of the week. If you're not growing in a community group holding you accountable, how are we expected to do Sunday well together? So let's go to our last segment, um, watching, reading, thinking. Um, I will start Watching, sports, reading, 
really nothing because I have this function right now of a baby being up every two hours and children and this and Mm -hmm. that. So, yeah. Just hearing a lot of excuses. That's true. What are you thinking? Well, it's a tangent and I won't go fully into it. Unlike your story with the <laughs> my twenty minute wasp your twenty story. minute wasp story on the <laughs> podcast that was supposed to be about questions, <laughs> but we had a hose um, on the back of the house where the hose it connects to the house that was dripping, and we had to get it replaced, and they had to chip out two bricks from the house to replace it. Because the connection was in the wall. They had to go in. Great plumber. Those two bricks, though, got damaged. And I can't find bricks to replace it. Matching bricks. And I got a quote from a place. Two bricks. Two. I'm not like, they're not building a chimney. Mm -hmm. Two bricks. Cheapest quote was $400 to redo it. (laughs) I was like, wait, wait, wait. Are you misinterpreting the size that I'm like two bricks, not like 200 bricks. (laughs) So that's what I'm thinking, but there's much more to it that I will hold back on. So yeah, go for it. Very restrained. Um, (laughs) What am I watching? Also sports cop out, but it's true. Um, True. What am I reading? I'm reading a cookbook (laughs) called you brought with that I brought in for show and tell for our YouTube. Uh, it's nice. called Pasta Grannies. Awesome. The Secrets of Italy's Best Home Cooks. The official cookbook. It has a little stamp. Of what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and and <laughs> The official cookbook. <laughs> of Italy? Of like pasta? What? Of the pasta grannies. So it's about these... Because um, there's a lot of knockoffs. He's like... <laughs> it. It is delightful. Okay. Have you ever actually... Like, no, I, I just got it. Uh, oh, okay. One of my friends had it for a long time. We were both in Rome together for a long time. And he was like, "They, you, you should take a look at this. The recipes are good. They teach you how to make pasta because that's what all these, they're called nonne, le nonne. In Italian, that's what they do. They make their own pasta. And so there's always, it's almost more about making the pasta itself than it is about whatever, you know, ingredients right. they're putting. Um but they've also got little like the process, like bios of the pasta grannies. Like you can read about Giuseppa and where she's from. She's in her nineties. Uh, she's from Sardinia, stuff like that. And I think they have a YouTube channel too. Nice. I haven't checked it out. Anyway, pasta grannies. I'm really into it right You're now. You're a big pasta guy, right? Oh yeah, yeah, big pasta guys. It's um, one of my favorites. I mean, yeah. growing up, we had pasta every Sunday. My mom would start, or dad would start the sauce early in the morning. It would go all day. Yeah. Or actually, we called it gravy, but people here get confused. So Gravy. I mean, how about this? Benedetto's Pappardelle with wild boar ragu. Like, that sounds pretty amazing. It looks pretty amazing. Yeah. So are you thinking about food? What are you thinking about? I'm thinking about food, but in a little different way. And I'll refrain from the full tangent also. But right. uh, I played golf um, on my day off this week. Sounds tough. Yeah, it was pretty rough. And I wanted to make the most of it, so we played 36 holes. We played two rounds. Um, And 
I hadn't eaten much that day. So after the first 18 holes, I was like, I'm going to get that turkey cheese sandwich from the pro shop, which doesn't look that great, but I'm going to get it. Have a nice Gatorade with it. And as we were... What color Gatorade? Blue. Okay. Blue or purple. Oh, purple. No, the like glacial frost or whatever. I do like the blue. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Okay. Um, so hit our tee shots on the first hole. I'm stuffing down the sandwich as we're going uh, in the cart. And it's going pretty well. Pretty hungry, feeling good about it. And then the Gatorade fell out of the cup holder. Uh, and I had forgotten to put the top back on the Gatorade. So it fell out and it's just pouring, like dumping onto the bottom of the cart where our feet are. And my buddy, this other priest I was playing with, looks down and is like, oh, your Gatorade. And so I lean forward and dump the whole sandwich into the Gatorade oh, on the no. floor of the cart. And then I have a little tantrum and kick it all out of the cart into the grass. You didn't even eat it? No, because it was dumped into the dirt in the Gatorade oh where my, my feet gosh, were. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Um, kicked it all out. You obviously weren't that hungry. <laughs> I was pretty hungry. But <laughs> kicked it all out in frustration and then had to sheepishly like turn to him and be like, all right, hold on. I got to clean that up. And so I had to like get this sopping wet dirt, ga- dirt Gatorade sandwich back into the saran wrap there's no trash cans on the course so just sitting there on the floorboard of the cart next to my feet and i'm just like why i should just turn around and go home right now um although i felt kind of sick today to my stomach not COVID or anything but like just stomach upset and i wonder if it was that sandwich that i only had like a third of and if i'd eaten the whole thing Maybe it, was, maybe it was God's way. Yeah, guardian saying. angels protecting me by slapping that sandwich out of my hands. Okay, ridiculous. Right, ridiculous. <laughs> Thanks for everybody who listens uh, to Prodigal and the Priest. I'm Joey Scansella, Father Paul Bechter. Take care. God bless.